0: Welcome back to the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. In this episode, I speak with Inner Circle member, Jamie. And I'm really excited because Jamie is going through a very busy time in her life in which it's very difficult to get workouts in. It's very difficult for her to spend time meal prepping and eating well. And she wanted to figure out ways to incorporate more fitness into her life without fitness taking over her life. In this episode, we redefine the idea of the perfect workout. We come up with challenges for her to stay consistent. And I think especially if you have trouble staying consistent and finding time to fit fitness into your life, then this is going to help a lot. So I hope you enjoy it. If you do, please leave a uh, rating and a review on iTunes. They really do help a lot. And thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Amy. How are you? I'm good, how are you? I am amazing. Thank you for getting on the phone with me. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you. I'm sorry that this took so long and that you emailed me and I like didn't see your email for ages.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I don't, I don't fault you for it at all. I miss, I take way too long to reply to emails as well, so it's not a problem in the least. I just, uh, I'm glad that we're finally on the phone. Yes, great. So, so talk to me, what's going on?
1: Um, I'm actually really tired today, so I'm really sorry if anything comes out, like (laughs) I can't can't English today, even though (laughs) I usually love to talk, but I'm just like really fuzzy and tired. Have you had Um, your
0: coffee?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've been, I'm not a coffee drinker, but a lot of tea and went out for a walk just now to try and wake myself up. So it's good, it's good. I'll be all right. (laughs) Where,
0: Where are you based again?
1: Um, I'm in a city in the north of England called York, like okay. the original York, not New York. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm originally from Malaysia.
0: Got it, got it. Okay, so and what, t- what is it in? is it like 2 p.m., 3 p.m. in York right now? Yeah,
1: it's 3 p.m.
0: Got it. Well, listen, thank you for yeah. getting on with me. I appreciate it. Um, basically, I know that you originally wrote uh, an email explaining some struggles you're going through, and I just – I went through it again just to make sure I was – um, up to date with what you were what you were talking about, but would you mind just sort of either if you if anything has changed or just reviewing what you what you're struggling with and how I might be able to help?
1: Okay, yeah. So I won't lie, I forgot what I wrote, so I had I just <laughs> went back to look at it as well, <laughs> I just to know what exactly I'd said. Um, so, um, do you want the short version or the long version?
0: Honestly, give me any version, and we'll just we'll go from there okay
1: so um i think i think the one thing that you need to know about me is that i have come from many many years of very compulsive behaviors around food so um i I think i'm better now now that i've found um flexible dieting and i've been trying to maintain um, a bit more of a regular lifting um, regime but, you know, since I was a teenager, um, I think this is common to a lot of people, That you know, I've done the whole gambit of crash dieting, all the different types of diets, um, eating disorder as a teenager, um, exercising in my early 20s, and then the other extreme of just like not not tracking my food at all and overeating or not exercising at all and not getting any movement um so um i'm i think i'm I'm best i'm at a better place now and i am finding a bit more balance um and flexible dieting has helped tremendously i, I think i am at a much more peaceful and calmer space with my food um but that sort of compulsive behavior is sort of still there in the background, just ready to rear its ugly head at any moment. Uh Um, So what I had written to you about really was about how to kind of maintain um, a good workout regime and and just good eating habits when we're going through really busy periods. Um, And when I say busy, I don't just mean like, physically busy it could also be like you know sometimes when you have like an emotional upheaval or um so for example like last year two very close friends of mine died within a month of each other and that like threw my whole routine and everything um and i feel like when i have the time and when like things are steady and things are calm I can I can do it really well, you know. I can do the going to the gym three to four times a week and yoga, um, and meal prep and track my calories and my macros. I'm on like I am like ninety five percent on form with everything when when things are going well. But things you know, life happens, right? Like shit happens. Life gets in the way. Things get busy. Um, there's never going to be that perfect. 24-7 where everything's, like, completely in in your control. Um, so I just, I was hoping you could help me find some way of um, maintaining fitness and, and nutrition within bi- busy periods, as well as to handle um, not feeling guilty if I can't do it.
0: Yeah, this, is, this not only makes makes 100% sense but I think most if not all people have or will go through this at some point and I literally was having a conversation about this no more than four hours ago um, that I was speaking with actually another woman in the inner circle who she uh, – just based on, on – her she she ended up separating from her longtime partner and a new career and she has a kid and just like fitness hasn't been able to be as prioritized as she once wanted it to be or as it once was and so it's really working through the mental it's the mental hurdles of trying to figure out well how do I incorporate it how often can I incorporate it working through the guilt or shame of feeling like you're not incorporating it as much as you want and it's very, very difficult. So, and there's a lot of nuance to it. So I think it's important to discuss and this is one of those conversations. It's, it's impossible to have effectively via email because there are so many questions involved and so many individual factors. So I'm glad that we're talking about it here. Um, and yeah. I, th- I really think that the best way to preface it is by saying there's no one right answer. You know, there, There's so much that goes into it from an individual perspective that needs to be taken into account. Um in terms of more recently, has this happened to you in the last few months? Or are you struggling with it right now as well?
1: Um yeah, so I'm just coming out of a busy period. I've had a really busy three to six months. Um, yeah, I wanted to add something as well to this. Um, yeah, so I've been I've, I've been working towards my doctorate. Deadline for my PhD, and I've just I've just finished it like last week, so I'm coming out of that busy period. But for the last three months, um, it's 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 also just having finding headspace for it as well. I think that's part of it. Um, and what I want what I wanted to add was that you know there is a part of me that, like the compulsive part of me that could technically force myself to do it. You know, like I could. Force myself to wake up at five o'clock in the morning and force myself through those workouts. Um, so it's not like it's not. Sometimes it's not that you can't physically do it. It's it's that um, how it affects your mental and, and emotional headspace as well. And so I kind of fell off the wagon. Uh, I know I don't really like to use that term because I, I don't really think there is a wagon to be on. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But yeah, I've been a bit sort of slack with stuff over the last three months, um, just because I feel like the the PhD is quite mentally draining and I just don't didn't really have the head space to also deal with any other thing. Um, and I saw actually on the IC, I can't remember who it was, but she said that she'd spoken to you and you'd, you'd given her this great thing where you were like, okay, there, there are five things, um, rest, <laughs> your social life, work, fitness, and family. Yep. Pick three. <laughs>
0: yep. And, and and just to be to be fair, like I didn't make that up. That was, uh, I think, it was Cheryl Sandberg was the woman that I took that from. It just it's always held true in terms of out of those five things in life, you can really only pick three at any one point in time. And give them a significant amount of focus to the point of not necessarily maintenance, but if you actually want to actively improve in them, you're really only picking three is going to be your best bet. Otherwise, you're going to drive yourself into the ground, and oftentimes you're not going to improve in anything, and then you'll feel bad about it. Um, it doesn't mean you can't maintain in the ones you're not actively trying to improve but it does mean that if you're trying to really like improve stuff and really move forward it doesn't make sense to focus on too much at one time and you know it's yeah. I, it's a very cliche saying like if you if you go after two different things you're not gonna be able to you're gonna get neither of them you know what i mean it's like you have to yeah. go after a couple like one thing and and in this sense like I, I actually i went through it very recently with with gary i was with gary vaynerchuk for three years and it was a very conscious decision that I made to stop focusing on my on my fitness, my strength, everything because I really wanted to focus more on my business. And
1: I totally remember you saying that in several videos or, or in like Instagram stories and that was really helpful for me to hear as well. I just think like if even a fitness coach like you is saying, hey, you know, there are some times where I can't prioritize fitness.
0: Of course, Um,
1: and and that's the thing. It's like
0: I think it's interesting. I think there's a, a few reasons that I was able to get through that without really much, really any shame or guilt. There, there, I had no, I had no shame or guilt. There were periods of times in which I was like, ah, damn it, like I just wish. I wish that I had more energy to do it. That I, I wish that I was that I was prioritizing it more. Um, I was very conscious of saying I, I of not saying I wish I had more time, because when you start to say I wish I had more time, you're basically like letting yourself off the hook. It's basically I knew I just wasn't prioritizing it. The time is always there. It's just how are you prioritizing your time? So I was very conscious of of how I would word it to myself, to my girlfriend, to to everyone, being like, listen. I'm just not prioritizing it right now, and that's okay, because that's not my priority. Um,
1: that for, is so true. I love that. I think if you just own that decision, that makes a huge difference. 100%.
0: It's, yeah. Because it's the truth, right? It's it's yeah. it's not that the time isn't there. It's that maybe it's just not the right time based on your goals, yeah. and and we have to own it as individuals, because really the power is, is within us to make whatever decision we make. And the, the, the solution isn't to blame something else, the solution is to take responsibility for our decisions and then live with it and move forward from there. Because otherwise, if we, if we take the alternative, then we're playing the victim card and then when we play the victim card, we essentially take the power away from ourselves, which means getting it back is even harder yeah does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it totally does. I was just thinking like like I said just now, you know, I could have forced myself. It wasn't a matter of not having enough time like I could have just forced myself to go to the gym, but I made that decision like instead of waking up an hour earlier to go to the gym, I decided I would sleep an hour earlier to get that rest that I needed and and I was okay with that like i I wanted to have that rest
0: and you and you might have very well needed that rest and it might have been more detrimental to try and wake up an hour earlier however many days a week from maybe the added stress from from like the it might have made you more unhappy and maybe having that extra sleep would allow you to focus more on school or whatever you needed to focus on whereas you know and then maybe if you had been waking up that hour earlier the workouts would have been shit you wouldn't have been happy with them and you would have been performing less not as well as you wanted to in school and it would have been uh more negative than it would positive. So I think that the way you're looking at this is perfect. Like it's being able to take responsibility and then go from there. And I think that's the step number one um, to really just recognize it's whatever we're prioritizing. And I think a lot of fitness professionals, unfortunately, they have that message, but I think they give it with a little bit of guilt attached and not necessarily not on purpose but I think they're like it's whatever you prioritize and they say it almost attacking it's like yeah it's it's not to attack it's just it's it's a fact we do what we prioritize and the more we can we can understand that and appreciate it and respect it and accept it without guilt or shame the more power we're actually giving ourselves yeah from there in terms of my own personal uh sort of uh I'll call it a struggle with with fitness during my time when I was really focusing on business. I think one of the other main reasons I was able to get through it without really any issues from a a guilt perspective, shame perspective, uh, was because I know exactly what I need to do when I eventually will get back to where I want to be. So when I get to a point in which, you know what, I'm ready to really start focusing on fitness... Yeah. I, know, I know what to do. Like, I know if I want to lose fat, calorie deficit. I know if I want to get stronger, progressive overload. Like, I yeah. know exactly what to do. It's no longer a uh, um, uncertainty. It's no longer uh, like, oh, my God, I don't know what program to follow. I don't know what's right or what's wrong. It's just a matter of doing it. And when you take away that ambiguity, it makes it way less daunting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um Actually, that's something that my boyfriend has been saying to me, because I've been whinging to him about, oh, you know, I haven't been able to go to the gym, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, but you get back to it. He's like, you know what you need to do. And I'm like, yeah, actually, I do know what I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think if I'm honest, um, part of it is, well, like, yeah, we all know what to do, don't we? Like, I do know that it's calorie deficit. I know what I need to do at the gym. I, you know... All that um, i think this a little part well a big part of the struggle is almost kind of wanting like permission and i know we've just talked about taking ownership of our of our decisions but um like so i um, i've been working with my cousin who's a trainer paul chong fitness um who's based in malaysia and so he's been the one he's he introduced me to flexible dieting and he did sorted out a workout program for me when i first started lifting um and i still check in with him occasionally and if i'm doing really badly like i'll message him and be like oh i've been you know like i almost kind of confessed to him like that i've been bad whatever. (laughs) And he's like, no, like, bro, just chill, just chill. He's always like, just chill. <laughs> like, why are you working yourself up so much? He's like, it's fine. It's it's about um, consistency rather than perfection, which I really like when he says that. Um, but yeah, it's almost like you know, I, I don't talk to him for ages, and then I'll like message him with this confession, and it's almost like I want someone to just be like, oh, you're you're doing okay, and you're you're all right, and and it's like wanting some sort of permission to, to not have to work out three times a week and be completely on track with my macros.
0: Yeah, it's and tell me if I'm wrong, it sounds like you're looking to be reassured that you're not fucking up.
1: Yes, absolutely, yeah. Even though I know in my head that I'm not technically fucking up, and I know what I need to do, it's still that kind of emotional, like, oh, I just want a pat on the head, it's <laughs> so yeah. to be like, they're and, there, it's okay <laughs>
0: and, and that's the thing What I love about this is You're aware of it Like You know what you need to do And you know you're not fucking up But you also know that you as an individual Will will do better if you get that reassurance So you're seeking out that reassurance Which, which I think is really good From the perspective of you know what you need On the other hand Let's say you were like, hey listen I uh I really want to step on stage for a physique competition in 12 weeks. Uh, I'm really I'm not even working out 3 times a week. I'm missing I'm missing workouts and my my nutrition is not on point. I'd be like, "Yeah, you're fucking up. Like you're not doing what you need to do based on what you told me your goal is." Yeah. But if your goal is just number 1 to be generally overall healthy, then yeah. we we need to redefine what is an appropriate – what's like um, – not an appropriate, but what's uh what you need from a physical activity perspective, what you need from a nutrition perspective, and then from there, a flexibility perspective too. Um,
1: yes.
0: Yeah. I, I think that probably if, if you're very used to going to the gym and lifting weights and that being uh, your normal exercise routine and maybe taking it intensely – it might be that you're overwhelming yourself with what you think you have to do for a workout, which might be inhibiting you from doing other things that would actually benefit you but wouldn't be what you're used to doing. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, it do- Yeah, so I do tend to feel like, oh, if I'm gonna go to the gym, it has to be for an hour.
0: Yeah, if- and you know oh. that's bullshit, I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> you know that you don't have to do that. No,
1: no. Yeah, so, um, so I mean, yeah, for no, you, you know, twenty minutes is better than no minutes.
0: Of right? course, exactly. It's it's one of my like most popular. People love it. I I remember when I first came up with it. I didn't think people, I thought people were going to think it was stupid, and they they loved it. Was and I was like, if you had a quarter tank, if you if you had an empty gas tank, an empty gas tank, and you only had enough money to fill it up a quarter. You wouldn't say like, ah, oh, no, fuck it, I can't go full, so I'm just gonna like just stay here on an empty gas tank. Of course not, you'd fill it up a quarter, go as far as you can, and then reassess. Same thing with workouts. Like, you'd rather yeah. get 15 or 20 minutes in because it's something, yeah. and because it's, like, it, one thing that I'll, I'll never forget is looking at the research around the benefits of literally just doing an extra 10 to 20 minutes of walking every day. Like the the effect on the mitochondria, the effect that it has on your body from a a, a dopamine perspective, from like a cellular level, it's outrageous the benefits that you get from that from like a longer lifespan, from a happiness perspective. It's pretty unbelievable. And and these are things that we can't see. So we don't see like the 10 to 20 minutes extra of walking like getting us ripped and shredded. But in my opinion, that's also not health or fitness. That's just like – how someone looks on the outside, it doesn't really show you what's going on on the inside. Um, I very much believe that if you if you sort of redefine your idea of of working out from maybe getting outrageously strong or getting really lean to just helping you stay as healthy as possible and as happy as possible and as energetic as possible during this time that you're not really focusing on maximal performance you'll actually yep. end up getting more exercise in with less stress.
1: Oh, I didn't even think of it like that. Yeah, cuz I it, so it's more about just getting enjoyable movement in.
0: That's exactly it. That is exactly it.
1: Okay. So I I think Um, So over the last three months, like I said, I haven't really been maintaining a proper workout, but, you know, it gets to a point where, like, you've been sat at your desk all all day for, like, like the full week. Um, I do get to a point where I'm like, okay, I need to just move. My body wants to move. So I'll just go for a really nice walk for, like, two hours, just into town or something. Um, And I'll reward myself by, not reward, I, I also don't like that. I don't like this reward thing. Um, yeah the language we use is important but yeah you know I'll like take myself into town like York is a really pretty city and I'll just yeah I don't think about it as like I'm working out I just think about it as like going for a walk Um, so yeah maybe doing that more
0: yeah, I'm actually I'm actually really interested in in why you don't like that reward. And I'm not saying it's it's bad or wrong or good. I'm actually just interested in in your individual reasoning. Like why don't you like it when you say reward?
1: Um when I well um I was going to say that I would like reward um in inverted commas myself with like a bar of chocolate or Got a it. donut or something. Um but I don't really like to use the words I don't like like reward or just um, to, to describe food with like moral undertones. Like um, yep. I don't like to use like, oh, this, this food is really bad. Or like I'm cheating when I'm eating this food. I I just don't like those words. Cause I think they don't help us. Um, it, it, it it makes it a lot more emotionally laden than it needs to be. And we shouldn't demonize food
0: I think I love that and, and I just wanted to hear where your thoughts were I, I agree with you completely by the way I think you said that perfectly oh okay <laughs> I, I literally I, I always like to ask questions about what you're thinking why you're thinking like just because I get a, it, give, it gives me more insight I agree with you completely on that yeah, um, yeah. so let me ask you this let's say and I, I know you know where I'm going to go with this as soon as I say the next few words but let's right. say you had a, a, a good friend. Who was going through a really stressful time with school, with business, with their partner, whoever, and they couldn't get to the gym for an hour a day? Like, what would you recommend they do?
1: Um. Okay. Yeah, I did. I did. When you first said those first few words, I was like, I know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> um. If it was someone else, I would say, listen to your body and just see what your body wants to do so if your body is feeling overwhelmed with whatever else is going on in your life then don't work out if that's not what's feeling right for you and if it does feel right go and do something that you enjoy rather than trying to you know meet a fitness goal or, or, or meet a particular regime so it could be yoga it could be going dancing um or just going for a walk. So just something that's enjoyable.
0: Yeah, now here's, here's where I might challenge you a little bit and I think this is good. The, my only issue with the, with the idea of only doing it when it feels right is if we only did things when we really wanted to, odds are we wouldn't do them for very long or very consistently. Yes, so true yeah. you know it's like it only work on your business when it feels right like only wake up with your kids when you really feel like waking up with your kids like no like sometimes you just gotta do shit because it's the right <laughs> thing to do because we have right. to do it because it's, it's the okay. important thing to do and I think instead of saying and I think listening to your body is good only when you know how to listen to your body it's sort of like we'll read the book but what if you don't know the language that it's written in right? It's right. like right. we can only read the book if we understand how to read and if we understand the, the language of the book. So yeah. for me, I think it's more important than saying necessarily listen to your body. It's more important to redefine how we're defining a workout. And if if your de- definition of a workout right now is an hour-long session of intense weightlifting, maybe we should say, you know what? That's not the only way to work out. Uh, maybe a 20-minute walk would now be your new definition of a workout.
1: Like just for this period of time, you mean? Yes, exactly. Right, yep. right, okay. And, yeah, makes sense.
0: And the the broader your definition, the more, because every, like, all of this is so nuanced, right? Like we said at the beginning, like all of this is a, is a very nuanced topic. So, I mean, not everybody who works out is going to be lifting heavy weight in the gym for an hour. I mean, there are some people right. who when they work out, like, Maybe they prefer doing TRX. Maybe they prefer doing kettlebells. Maybe they prefer doing CrossFit. Maybe they prefer doing Zumba. You know, maybe they whatever it is. There's so many different ways to work out. I think that we really have to broaden our definition of this in order to understand there are so many benefits to so many different modalities and the more that we we really reduce it down to one way of doing things, the more likely we are to do either do that or nothing at all. And there's just so much gray area in between where so much benefit lies. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you an example. When I was competitively powerlifting… Right. I, I just… I couldn't imagine any other way of working out. I was like, I'm going to lift really heavy weight. I'm using the barbell, squat bench deadlift. Like this is it. My workouts are an hour and a half, four times a week. This is it. And I deadlifted four times my body weight. I deadlifted 535 at 132. I put the bar down at the competition and I said, that's it. I'm done. And I had a, almost like a, like a mini crisis of sorts for the following months being like, what the fuck do I do in the gym if I'm not training for a competition? Like, what do I do? Like, what does a normal person do in the gym? If they're not lifting as heavy as (laughs) literally, I remember, I remember being like, what the fuck do I do? Like, I don't know. And I hired a coach. That was one of the first times I hired a coach, uh, because I was like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And I was like, so basically I hired a coach who specialized in working with mixed martial arts fighters. I was like, I want a program that's gonna help me like improve my work capacity and my strength and my flexibility and my explosive power and like more from a fighting perspective and i remember after i did that his name is mike perry he's a really good friend of mine um i was like i'm always gonna hire a coach i'm always gonna have a coach do my programming because they're always gonna offer a new insight into how i can work out that's gonna sort of change my my definition of what a workout is and I remember those workouts were 25, 30 minutes max. It was completely different than what I was doing for powerlifting. And it allowed right. me to finally have fun again, to really enjoy it and not dread going to the gym. And really, that's what the fuck this is all about.
1: Yeah. I think, see, like I know that like in my head intellectually, I know that if I went and did a did a workout, I would feel better on all levels. But I think the problem was that I was – Restricting that workout to a particular, like I had a vision of what that workout needed to be.
0: Yep. Yeah. That makes total sense. So, and that's why I don't know, I don't know if you've seen it, but that's why in the inner circle I'm so big on having so many different types of workouts, right? So it's like, Oh, I see, yeah. The, the main ones are are the ones that I'm the most passionate about, like the, the new additions every month. We have the main strength workouts, like the the big heavy lifts, and, and anyone can do them, but we also have the different workout manuals, right? So we have, like, the, the body weight workout manuals, the kettlebell workout manuals, the dumbbell workout manuals. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, they, we have workouts from, like, 10 minutes to 20 minutes to 30 minutes, and, and the reason that we have those in there is so because <laughs> – I know people have more going on in their life than just fucking fitness. And I would never (laughs) expect anybody to be like, let's spend an hour in the gym every day, three or four days a week. It's like, sometimes you might need to take six months or a year to only do bodyweight workouts that are 20 minutes long. And I would way rather that than doing nothing at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so one thing that I was doing, it's so minimal. But what I would do is like, in between writing or working or whatever you know when i whenever i went to make a cup of tea and when i was waiting for the water to boil i'll like i'd smash out like 10 squats like just body weight squats
0: i love that
1: so i was like okay well i'm gonna do something instead of just standing here (laughs) so yeah i guess it could be little things like little things like that do add, add up through the day don't they
0: i guess oh my god absolutely and like that's an amazing, amazing start. I think that's, that's tremendous from there to make it more fun and to maybe add up a little bit more volume. Like that's why I like either having times or having numbers. So like you could do like, listen, every day I'm going to do a hundred bodyweight squats. I don't have to do them all at once. You could do them like 10 an hour for 10 hours. Right. It's like now I've been like over 10 hours, you've done a hundred squats and If you wanted to do 100 squats and 50 push-ups, then you would do 10 squats an hour and and five uh, five push-ups an hour for 10 hours. And then at the end of that day, like you've done literally 100 squats, 50 push-ups. That's not insignificant. That is very, very – like that has a lot of benefit.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's really – it's totally different when you break it down like
0: that. Right, it's it's one of those yeah. things. It, all we're doing, and I'm—I love this discussion. I'm like, so, I literally, like the hairs on my arms are standing up. I'm super excited about <laughs> yeah, it. I'm excited too because
1: it's—it's like, yeah, it's just a different way of thinking about it. Actually, that's but,
0: exactly right. it, it's just it's redefining different. workout. It, it's all yeah. it is.
1: Oh and, yeah, that is. Yeah, I think because I'm—I have this tendency, this history of being quite compulsive. I do feel like, oh, it's got to be this way, or like no way, and actually like nobody said that it has
0: to be this way right
1: that's
0: exactly right it's It's one of my favorite one of my all-time favorite ways to explain this and and this isn't i didn't make this up so one of my mentors when i was like 14 15 kevin mccarthy said this to me um i remember i was i was learning program design i was learning how to coach i was i was a teenager and I, i was very new to it and um, the ex- one of the examples he used with me that I think was probably one of the most profound things he ever said or one of the profound lessons I ever learned was imagine if in the world we just removed all staircases, like there were no more staircases. There were, right. no, there were no stairs, there were no elevators, there were no escalators, and in place of all of these stairs, all these elevators, all these escalators was a rope. And the only way to get up to the next level or to go down was to climb the rope. Right. Then over time, everybody would be able to climb a rope. Like, eventually, everybody would be climbing ropes. And, and right. doing rope climbs wouldn't be that impressive anymore because we would just do it, right? That's just ha- like we would adapt. We would get strong enough. And that. And he was explaining this in the context of pull up programming. And there's a, a type of, of programming called Grease the Groove, which is just you don't go to the gym and work until failure, you just do a couple. Every now and then, several times throughout the day, never to failure, just to practice the movement, grease the groove. And the more yeah. you practice it, I mean, walking upstairs is, is something that we do necessarily without really thinking. It's real, It's easy. Yeah. It's not, I mean, we might get out of breath at the top of a staircase sometimes, but it's not like it's taxing on the legs unless you just had a max effort squat workout the day before. So yeah. like walking upstairs is something we do because we do it so often. It's the same thing. If we were required to climb a rope, then we would do that without really thinking about it. And we could treat workouts in the same way. The workout doesn't have to be a 60-minute maximal effort session. We can split up the movements throughout the day, even if it's not really heavy, even if it's not going crazy intense, but because movement is more important than not moving.
1: Yes. Yeah, and actually, like... That's also – it's natural, isn't it? Like our bodies are made to move as well. So even if it is just body weight, it is still beneficial,
0: right? Absolutely. And you, right? know, you even said like it's not – your goal right now is not to focus on prioritizing muscle growth or maximal strength. Like your goal, yeah. right? You have different priorities. In sleep yeah. being a major priority, Your in terms of you need enough sleep in order to focus on school, it's like yeah. – you have you have identified your priorities and then from within there what can you do to make sure that you at least stay healthy
1: yeah um yeah i guess i, I, I that also overlaps with nutrition doesn't it like
0: of course absolutely. that's
1: um that i've i've kind of let that go by the wayside a little bit as well <laughs> <laughs> confession time um Although, although I did, I did want to say this because I thought you should know, um, you know, your thing about you can't fuck this up. Yes. You always say, I wanted to just share with you like how that works for me because I, I was thinking about this just recently before getting, getting on the call with you um, and it's, it's so powerful just that that thing of like you can't fuck this up and tomorrow is a new day and and it really helps just being able to talk to people on the ic and just being on the facebook group and and the support and the encouragement from everyone there is amazing um but with in terms of my food um so i usually when when things are things are fine and and things are calm i i meal prep i track quite religiously and I, i enjoy doing that you know i like i like tracking and knowing being on top of things um I haven't really been tracking that well um and not meal prepping as as ardently over the last three months but um literally so I think since July so like for three months every day I have been saying to myself it's okay. Tomorrow is a new day, and I know that sounds really cliche. It's that you know that thing where people are always like, "Oh, diet starts on Monday," and I, I've like literally <laughs> been like that. I've been like, "Never mind. Tomorrow is a new day. I start again tomorrow. I start because I can't fuck this up. I'm still on it. I'm still on. I'm still on the program. I just start again tomorrow." Um, and that's just that's been huge because even if I'm not doing it perfectly. When just having that mindset that like no you know what I can start again tomorrow, um, it it means that you know for breakfast and for lunch for example I'll eat really well I'll I'll prep something really healthy that's good that feels good in my body. Um, and then, okay, I haven't been very diligent about it, you know, by the time I sort of hit seven or eight o'clock in the evening, at the end of the day, I'm like really knackered, I'm so tired, I just want to eat all the biscuits and all the, all the chocolate. Um, again, I know that it's um, it's a different time in my life, I, I'm prioritizing things different. So yeah, you know, I'm eating a bit too much chocolate, and I'm eating a bit too many packets of crisps. But... Just I I keep hearing your your thing where you're saying like but you can't fuck this up you can still start again tomorrow and I think that's what's kept me at least a little bit on track if that makes sense that
0: makes total sense and it makes me really really happy uh, yeah the way that I look at it is like if you saying that at night allows you to get back on track for breakfast and lunch the next day then yeah. two solid meals a day and one eh meal is way better than just Weeks of not being on track at all, right? Yes. It's like, so,
1: so the old, the old me would have been like, "Oh well, you know, I can't manage this now. I fucked up. I'm just gonna eat biscuits for breakfast, lunch, and dinner." Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I would have, I would have just been like, "Fuck it, I'm not even gonna try. I'm just gonna eat shit like all meals of the day." And- Whereas now, like with the okay, you know what? I can try again the next meal. I can try again the next day. So, you know, it's it's helping me stay on track with with good food choices at least 50 to 60% of the time.
0: And that I'll be honest, like that 50 to 60% of the time can can be a um, huge 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 benefit and can honestly change your life. Like what if you just went to 0%, right? Like literally yeah. what and that's sort of the mindset that I would encourage you to take over to your workouts too, right? Where it's like in on your nutrition, you're using the you can't fuck this up very well because you're getting back on. You're, you're doing it for breakfast and lunch like 50% 50 to 60% of the time. With the workouts, now it's just you actually did a very good job intuitively of understanding, well, listen, I can't meal prep or I'm not meal prepping and I'm not – doing all this but it's okay because I can still figure out ways to eat in in an overall healthy way 50 to 60 percent of the time now we have to do the same thing with workouts where it's like listen you can't get to the gym for an hour you can't lift heavy weights so maybe just walking for 20 to 30 minutes a day or maybe doing 100 bodyweight squats like it's the exact same principle applied to a different aspect of fitness
1: oh my god I didn't even think of them that's
0: so obvious <laughs> it <feels laughs> it, so <silly. laughs> it, it's only obvious to me because this is my I hope it's obvious to me because it's my job but like my job is to then relay it to you and explain it in a way that makes it seem obvious so that you can then do it relatively effortlessly I mean or relatively simply I wouldn't say effortlessly because it does take effort but I think that what you've done a very good job of identifying is from the very beginning and i'm honestly very impressed about it is you've done a very good job of identifying what your priorities are right now and coming to terms and appreciating and respecting and acknowledging that that's what you need to focus on right now that's like it like those are your priorities and you need to focus on them and trying to do too much at once would would do much more harm than good overall So now that we know what your priorities are, we know what you need to focus on, we can understand that for the next period of time, your workouts might not be as intense as they once were and your nutrition might not be as optimal as it once was, but it is at least better than not focusing on either of them at all. And even when you don't want to do anything, at least you're doing what you know is right and focusing on it a little bit to glean at least some benefit, which will far outweigh doing nothing at all
1: yeah
0: does that yeah, make sense like, do, you, do you feel better about that
1: yeah I do I really really like what you said earlier about just redefining what I mean by workout and that allowing that definition to change from phase to phase of my life because our lives are never going to just be like one static phase right
0: that's exactly right and, and I'll, I'll give you one, one tip that I that I've found to work really well uh, and I actually I recently – I said something similar to this on a, on a YouTube video recently where I was talking about when people are trying to get you to drink. Like when you go out to, to a party and – I don't drink. Like I, I'm not a drinker, I, not because of any health issues, just because I don't fucking like drinking and it's an outrageous right. amount of money. Um, yeah. But when when for whatever reason, people almost think it's OK to be like, ah, come on, have a little, have one. Yeah. But when yeah, I've God. said I'm doing a challenge where I'm not going to be drinking, all of a sudden people just accept it. They take it at face value, like, oh, wow, okay, cool, never mind. And so they don't offer anymore, which is very interesting. Um, and I think we really respond well to challenges as humans. I think we really do take challenges to heart uh, in, for a number of different reasons. And I think what might work well for you is – To give yourself challenges, whether it's the challenge of 100 squats a day, whether it's a challenge of drinking a certain amount of water, whether it's a challenge of getting a certain amount of steps in. I mean, and you see like these scavenger hunt challenges that we do in the Inner Circle for the workouts, those are different challenges to push people within the workouts we're doing. But you could create your own scavenger hunt challenge. We could even make our own scavenger hunt challenge just for just what you're doing right now it's like maybe a certain amount of steps per day or a certain amount of steps per week so you don't feel like you have to get all of them in every single day Uh, it could be a certain amount of water per day it could be a certain amount of squats but giving yourself these challenges because it will help you stay motivated throughout this time and it will help you focus on when you have a challenge for example of doing 100 squats a day even when you don't feel like doing anything, you will now have a reason to do it. You'll now have a listen. I don't feel like doing it, but I know it's the right thing to do. And at least if I hit those hundred squats, then I've done something for the day, and I've kept my habit in check.
1: I, I yes, I do love I love I love making lists, and I love tracking things. Um, and one thing I, I I loved doing so in August, I gave myself a little accountability challenge. So I didn't. I know this is sort of one step behind what you're suggesting, but, um, I would report in every day into the inner circle, um, how my nutrition was for the day. And that was a little bit of a challenge for me. Cause I was like every day, if I was about to like scoff my face, I'd be like, okay, how am I going to report this on the crew?
0: <laughs> I love that. <laughs>
1: um, and everyone was really supportive on the group. Of course. Like it's such a, it's such an amazing space. Um, so yeah, I feel like that that kind of thing really does help me. Yeah, I like think- a little mini challenge. And I also remember you saying like do things in like small bursts. Like it doesn't have to be a challenge for like a whole year. It could just be for two weeks or, or four four weeks or a month or something.
0: Oh my god! Absolutely. You could literally do like for the first week, I'm gonna do 25 squats a day. Right? 25. You do, I would have like one nutrition challenge and one one nutrition one exercise. So could be, I don't know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk uh, I don't, 2,000 steps a day and I'm going to drink like six glasses of water, just off the top of my head, right? Just completely right. random. But do right. that for the first week. And then for the next week, you have a different one. And maybe like, I don't know, maybe in the same way that you used to meal prep, like you used to have meal prep ahead of time. Now, yeah. instead of taking the, the hours that it takes to do that, is take 10 minutes to come up with your weekly challenge. Maybe it's your weekly challenge for nutrition would be, I'm going to have one salad a day. Right, it's like I love this.
1: It's, it's, yeah, this is making me excited about things again.
0: That makes me. That makes me happy ah. because I want you to be excited about it. I want you to look forward to it. That's what this is all about. It's, yeah, it's not about it's not about optimizing your training to become an Olympic lifter. It's about doing what you can do with what you have right now to enjoy it and to improve your health long term, and and if that means instead of meal prepping you create challenges for yourself on Sunday night so you have something to look forward to during the week I'd say that's fucking awesome
1: oh this is such a a novel way of thinking about it I think it it shifts things from being an obligation um I'm not saying like lifting is an obligation because when I have time I love it fucking love it but when there are other priorities it tends to start feeling like oh another thing I've got to check off on my like chore list Um, whereas doing something like this it feels like something you can look forward to instead because it's something novel it's different it makes me excited again
0: yeah and I think best of all one of the major things that you said at the beginning you're like well how do you do this and and not shame yourself or, or feel bad about not doing it now it's It's literally going from a negative to a positive. It's going from a pessimistic, I'm not doing what I need to do, to an optimistic of like it's a completely different training program, completely different nutrition, but it's it's finding the way to look at it from an optimistic no matter where you are, right? It's like... You could either say, yeah. Oh fuck, I can't meal prep, so like what's the point? Or you could say, I can challenge myself to have one salad a day every day. It's yeah. always finding the way to view it optimistically. And the option is always there. Sometimes it's just it we have to be a little bit creative to find it.
1: Yeah, and that that's um, that fits into the flexibility that you mentioned right right at the start of the conversation as well. That it's um, then there's always going to be something that's possible, right? Like there's always going to be something that I can do with given the constraints of that particular time or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's it's something that can that can work around where I am and what I'm doing at the time.
0: That's exactly right.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh,
0: does this does this make you feel better? And you're excited and you're looking forward to it?
1: Yeah, I just yes, I really. I know I've said this like five times, but I really like what you said about redefining workouts and how we think about what is workout and that even yeah even even doing the 10 squats while i wait for my cup of tea to boil
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's perfect i love that and you could even i mean i'm just thinking of a bunch of challenges off the top of my head like let's say you have you have 10 minutes for your tea to boil like you you could say all right for these 10 minutes i'm going to see how many squats i can get in and then every night while you're boiling your tea you try and beat the number you got the night before (laughs) right it's like all right well i got i got 50 last night so i'm going to try and get at least 51 tonight or maybe you try and you do it you like add them up for the week so instead of a of a daily challenge you add up your your squats for the week in that 10 minute period and then the next week you try and get more squats over the course of that entire week it's like there's no shortage of ways to challenge yourself. It just sometimes takes some creativity. And I like these challenges because they're a little bit of a fire under your ass to – this is progressive overload, right? That's getting stronger. It's improving. Yeah. It's, that's literally what it is. It might not be with however much weight on your back, but you're doing more squats in the same amount of time. You're improving your work capacity and your endurance and your strength.
1: Yeah. I think I think it's also – um it's reassuring to hear from you that yeah you know you can you can just work with body weight stuff I, there's always a part of me that's like oh i feel like a worse if i'm just doing body weight stuff you know <laughs> like if i have a barbell across my back then it doesn't count <laughs> um but yeah it's, it's kind of it's good to hear you say no it doesn't have to be that way
0: yeah i, I mean listen i mean I'll I'll walk by some of the playgrounds in New York City and watch people who literally only train with body weight and they're jacked and shredded and strong as fuck and like doing single arm push-ups and pull-ups and just – like body weight is an incredible tool just like barbells are an incredible tool and kettlebells and TRX. Like they're all tools and neither of them are inherently better or worse but they all have a time and a place and in the time and place that you are in your life right now, I'd say your body weight is the best tool you can use.
1: Yeah, and it's still it's better than no tool, right? That's exactly right. <laughs> It's, better it's than like like sitting.
0: Yeah. Sh- challenge yourself to see how many squats you can get in ten minutes, or just sit down and scroll through Instagram and feel bad that you're not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, yeah. No, that's absolutely. the alternative. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Does, Great. Does this like do, do? you have any more questions? Does this solidify and clarify things for you? Yeah.
1: This. Yeah. It gives me. Um. Yeah. Just, like new perspectives and new new ways of approaching. Good. This whole thing.
0: So, yeah. So one thing before before uh, we finish, I'm going to give you one more challenge, and sort of the sort of that's similar to what you did before. But I'm going to challenge you to go into the inner circle, um, right? And and explain what we spoke about. They'll they'll hear the podcast, but explain and take a few minutes. But think about what your first challenge is going to be. What okay. your, your first nutrition challenge and your first workout challenge what they're going to be and explain the the what the specifics are whether it's like the t squat challenge or whether i mean i actually love these challenges so much i might incorporate them in the next edition of the inner circle but i mean it could be the t squat challenge it could be the the one salad a day it could be the steps it could be uh, any number of things um but explain the specifics of the challenge and the duration of the challenge and then and every time you make a new challenge update us in the inner circle and we'll help you with your accountability
1: that's fab. I like that. I was thinking of doing that anyway. I was gonna like hold myself accountable within the Facebook group anyway.
0: I love that. Speaking I love of that. It. Yeah, Jamie, this is super exciting. I I love this. <laughs> Thank you so much for getting on the phone with me.
1: Thank you for this. Just yeah, just clar- it really has clarified things for me because I was just feeling like oh, just you know when you feel like you're just wading through treacle and you're like oh, I just don't know what to do. I'm just kind of.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I get it a hundred percent. But I really think that that it, I learned a lot during this. And I think that I think you did too. And and I'm excited to watch your progress. And, and again, not trying to be a a physique competitor, but just to do what you need to do now to maintain a a smart habit, a healthy habit. And then eventually, when the time comes to, if you want to get back in the gym with a barbell, then you'll know when that time is ready, and we'll make that happen.
1: I I was going to say, as well, the other thing that's that I've loved about this call, um, which is what we started the conversation with, was um, yeah, it's it's getting clear and really acknowledging that it's okay to have different priorities at different times. And yeah, you know, this is something that my my cousin, who's also my coach, has said to me before. Like, you know what, dude? Like, why are you so stressed out? Like, you're not competing in a competition next week. <laughs> you know, there's no, there's no race or anything like that there's no no race or no competition you have different things like you have life life happens and it's okay to have to, to choose different priorities for life at different points in your life
0: that's exactly right i love that that's perfect
1: Great. Well, thank you so much for this. I really appreciate you um, picking up my email. Of course.
0: Thank you for being open (laughs) enough to send the email and chat. It means a lot, and and I'm excited, and and please keep me posted with your progress, okay?
1: Will do. Thank you so much. Of course. Bye-bye. Bye.